Hi Sophia and thank you so much for asking me about my my journey with depression and uh, and for asking me to share about mental health. I really appreciate the chance to share with with you and with your community so thank you very much. In terms of my uh, experience with depression I can describe it as losing the the color in life so what what I mean by that is it really felt like this blanket of sadness was over my body my body my mind and my spirit and there was like an invisible um, weight on my back and so I felt really sad and it was difficult to be able to see the the beauty in life I would go to work uh, but I was disengaged at the time and my performance at work went down as well um, dropped, I dropped the ball a few times and uh, with regards to personally with friends and family I uh, I would go out and catch up with with people but I was disengaged and people would tell jokes but I'd be blank I, I wouldn't find it funny uh, it was hard to eat, to laugh, to smile, to concentrate and to focus. And uh, it was this sadness, so so like this invisible heavy blanket that was over me. And it felt like I was walking through sand, um, like, like quicksand. And it was really hard physically. It, it was difficult at times to get out of bed. Um, and I did take time off work, put my career on hold for a while and it was, yeah, it wasn't a, a great time. Um, also this lack of understanding and shame that comes with it. I slept a lot. Uh, sometimes my family would ask me, you know, what's, what's wrong? You're sleeping all the time or say, oh, you know, your eyes are really mal. Are you over it yet? Um, that kind of thing. Uh, friends would be wondering, you know, what's wrong? Oh, can, can't you just snap out of it? Kind of thing. So that was quite challenging, uh, experiencing depression. And I, um, yeah, I left my job in Canada and then I moved to... Melbourne I thought you know maybe a new place would help me and maybe a new place would cheer me up but when I went to Melbourne I didn't have my friends in Canada I didn't have my PNG family I didn't have my Brisbane network and it didn't help me it was actually probably worse I probably made it worse uh, so then I ended up um, going up home to PNG for a while uh, I was in Port Moresby and looked around for mental health services there and I, I couldn't find a lot at the time so I was you know we're going back about 10 years now um oh eight eight, eight years ago and wasn't able to find a, a lot of information or a lot of um, support around it and did have friends and family you know the people were trying to help um and telling me you know don't don't think too much don't worry too much but I really needed to speak with a professional 
someone who who is trained and uh, able to help me help me to navigate what I was feeling and why so um, yeah in terms of depression what that means from a non clinical uh, background or definition is that it's a it's a sad feeling that lasts more than two weeks as a rule of thumb so we were all going to have bad days that's a natural part of life but depression is when it, the sadness doesn't go away and uh, I was at this point where I was sad for probably over a year before I actually sought help and received the help that I needed and uh, sometimes I think why did it take me so long uh, to actually reach out to a medical professional or a trained professional, a counsellor, a therapist and a lot of it had to do with shame and a lack of understanding that it's okay to not feel good uh, and that sometimes you need to rest and actually deal with emotions and how you're feeling and learning how to be able to express how you feel in, in a healthy way. So uh, that, that was a turning point for me after I actually saw a counsellor and uh, started to receive help from, a, you know, from someone who is not connected to me through family or friends or anyone through work, uh, chatting with a completely new person was really helpful um, because there's no bias and for them or for me and I was able to share and talk about how I was feeling and they could give me tools on what I needed to do to navigate depression and anxiety. To answer your question, yes, I have come across people in similar situations and it was kind of amazing when I didn't talk to anyone. I was really embarrassed and quite ashamed about being depressed and anxious. Um, I, I felt like it was a weakness and, yeah, I felt pretty down on myself. So there is one part where you don't feel well and then the other part is that there's a lot of self-judgment about how you should should be, in quotation marks, or what you should be doing, you know, at, at the time I was 30 years old and I was like geez you know I'm 30 years old I'm you know living with extended family and I in I was staying with my in-laws in my niece's bedroom so um the family we rearranged the family and so my nephews and niece were outside they moved into a separate room so that I could have my own room uh, and, uh, you know, to this day, I'm really grateful for their support, for really being there for me. And as someone who is fairly independent and probably a bit proud as well, it was hard to be able to ask for help. And it was also hard to accept help from people. Um, that That's a big part of being depressed in that there is a lot of shame that you feel. And I guess part of what motivates me to share my journey to remove that stigma around um, mental health especially in PNG and in indigenous cultures so that people do actually ask for help sooner rather than leaving it for a year which is what I did um, or leaving it for five years or ten years or however long because as humans you know we 
deserve to be happy happy and um, not live in such pain emotional and mental pain uh, so yeah that's really motivated me to go about uh, this work and why I'm so grateful to you to be able to share my journey with you and with, with your community so yes I have come across people in the similar situations and the more that I talked about it the more that people said oh you know I that's how I feel oh you know I didn't realize that's depression or anxiety and people have their own story so a big part of my journey was learning that there is what you see you know when you see a person and what you see on social media or LinkedIn uh, there's what you see from the outside but you never really know what's going on on the inside with someone and uh, my journey and then also connecting with people meeting people it was really interesting and also sad uh, to hear about the journeys that other people are going on as well uh, everybody has their own journey and their own challenge uh, that they are overcoming um, I, I also um, started to read a lot I read a lot about depression and anxiety online on the internet I bought a ton of books I still have heaps of books about um, depression mental well-being mindfulness workbooks what actually happens when you're depressed and anxious and how to find yourself again uh, so that you're able to navigate it and manage mental health to to lead a, a quality life you know a better quality of life in terms of mindfulness exercises i do recommend a whole lot of activity uh, because depression and anxiety once you have an episode like a depressive episode where you may have to put life on hold and seek help you're you're at a higher risk for another depressive episode in life and and that's not to frighten you or anyone listening but it's it's because um yeah you just are at a greater risk once you have gone down this path of depression and anxiety and what that means is that you need to be able to manage it or develop a, a toolkit to support you uh, to avoid another depressive episode and, and um, you know we it is a part of life in, in terms of we are going to have challenging times in life after I got my self back on track in terms of finding a job moving out from the family home um, at 31 years of age I got my own place um, oh, actually I, was, I think I was a bit older I was yeah I was 32 at the time and then I moved out of home um, and then got my own place got my car working got a job and slowly ease myself back into my career again and that that was really great that was very exciting to get back on my my feet again but I have had to still maintain my self-care toolkit and mindfulness exercises and in terms of my mindfulness toolkit I do have a lot of practices that that I do myself uh, one of those is movement 
So whether that's walking or swimming or going to the gym, I really recommend uh, incorporating movement uh, into daily life because it changes the chemicals in your body and in your brain. And when you are stressed, there is a cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which is flowing through you when you are stressed or when you're worried and in small doses it's really healthy but when you are not well and have a lot of cortisol pumping through you uh, it, it can lead to diseases and, and illness and doing practices that you love like I love yoga and meditation journaling this really helps me to clear my mind so that uh, I'm able to connect with my body and my breath. When you are anxious or depressed, sometimes you can be up in your head a lot or disconnected to your body. So I really recommend incorporating practices that enable you to, to feel into your body. And uh, in terms of these exercises, it will be different for each person. For some people, they really love walking on the beach or going hiking or dancing or music, something that enables people to really connect with their body and enables them to feel good. And, you know, for other people, they may see me doing yoga and find it really boring. Yoga, you know, for a lot of people, yoga is very boring and sitting and meditation. But um, as a yoga teacher, I obviously recommend this and um, really encourage people to incorporate uh, yoga, meditation, movement into into their day. Plus what you eat and your surroundings, the, these all combine to contribute to how you feel and, and your experience of the world. So um, with regards to mindfulness exercises, it's really, it's really layered and it's vast and it's also different for each person. With regards to the responses about family, friends, uh, when they when I told them what I was going through, I always met with different reactions. Some people didn't understand uh, and said to me, oh, you're sleeping too much, your eyes are really mal, what's wrong? And I, I guess I got the sense that they were angry or frustrated and that made me not want to talk more like uh, it, it made me want to withdraw a little bit more and I felt bad for feeling bad uh, and then other people were really supportive and said you know just take a rest and it's okay, it's okay. and uh, my parents were really great they were pretty awesome and um, helped me to get through it for some people I know when I talk about mental health, depression and anxiety, I do see their eyes glaze over like it's too close to home or really raw. Uh, but I think it's really important to continue to share this message, especially in PNG and, and Indigenous cultures, because we're in a whole new world right now. Um, social media, tech, it's huge. We're also in a pandemic and checking in with people now more than ever is really important uh so so i'm a really big advocate for 
for mental health and wellness and, and starting the conversation, asking someone, are you okay? And if they say no, being okay to encourage them to seek help through going to the doctor or speaking to a local pastor or uh, someone at the local church, someone they feel comfortable with. There are free counselling services in PNG. I know that Dr. Ambi, who works at the Port Moresby General Hospital, has a hotline set up and does a lot of really wonderful work with uh, helping people uh, through counselling. And uh, there are family counselling services in yeah, in PNG and at the moment I, I do understand that there is a lot of stigma and a lot of shame with actually asking for help and I do want to share that that was my turning point when I actually asked for help from a counsellor, made appointments to go and see a counsellor, doctor and say hey I don't feel good, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it and uh that was my turning point because they gave me the tools. They really helped me with the tools to be able to find my feet again. And um, that was a turning point to this stage of my life where I feel I have been able to find my feet and develop a self-care toolkit and, and also keep an eye on it because I'm at greater risk um, of developing another depressive episode and it's something depression and anxiety something that I have to manage daily uh, I can't just think oh you know I saw a counselor how many years ago I'm good for life it is something mental health is something that you need to maintain daily and I guess why I have embraced practicing yoga regularly meditation and movement uh, which really does help to reset the body, uh, mind, and um, just help myself to get back on track. So, yeah, I'm a really big advocate for yoga, uh, also swimming, getting out in nature. Another big part of it is uh, your community. So if you are going through something, have a look around to see who is in your community and, and supporting you, whether that's friends or family and uh, being okay to take rest, giving your, yourself permission to have a break, to take rest, whether that's a year or, if, you know, sometimes it, mean, it may mean that you have to leave a, a stressful job, a stressful environment or stressful relationship. There are, are lots of different considerations and uh, sometimes it can be related, depression and anxiety can be related to an event or um, grief, something that has happened. And there are other times where depression and anxiety doesn't have anything to do with an event that has happened, but uh, it's it's very personal and, and it's just how you feel. So it's very layered and it's different for each person. I also want to share that depression and anxiety it sits on a, a spectrum of mild to severe and you can sit anywhere in between and sometimes your uh, mental health can um, become 
I guess, less you can become mentally ill at certain points, um, like at the end of a, re a relationship ending or a death in the family, naturally you're going to feel sad. Uh, that's completely natural and healthy emotion. Um, and then other times you may feel okay. So your mental health, it'll vary through life. It, and depression doesn't mean that you're always going to have mild depression or severe depression. It sits on a spectrum. And with anxiety, what anxiety means is uh, when you have heightened feelings or, you know, like panic or stress that exists for a prolonged period of time. For example, if you have a meeting coming up and naturally you're going to uh, feel stressed before the meeting if you are presenting in front of a potential client there's naturally going to be some stress about that as you as you prepare get your presentation ready think about the budget what are you going to do and what anxiety means is after the presentation say one or two weeks later the stressful event has passed like that that meeting but then you're still feeling worried or anxious at a very high level so heart racing shortness of breath that's uh, what anxiety is compared to depression and depression can be described as feeling sad for two weeks or longer so there is a difference and sometimes you can be anxious and not be depressed sometimes you can be depressed and not anxious and sometimes you can experience both depression and anxiety so it's uh, very different for each person yes but uh, I, I'll end it there and uh, I'm so grateful for your time and uh, wishing you a beautiful day thanks hi everybody welcome back to 2021 and thanks so much for hitting play on my first podcast for the year today I'm coming from to you from a city in lockdown. Brisbane is unfortunately in a lockdown but as we all know it definitely does help to stop the spread. So wherever you are whether you're in lockdown or not I wish you my best and hoping that you will stay healthy take care of yourself especially as we do start the new year. Today, my podcast, it is building on what I've been sharing about on my Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and that's about New Year resolutions. At this time of the year, I do see a lot of hashtag new year, new me, new plans, new goals, new intentions, which I really love. I think that's so important to have a vision to work towards. What I wanted to talk about today is holding on to your vision and setting intentions and also appreciating and celebrating you as you are right now without the need to shift or change or look too far into the future but also really be present with here and now and celebrating how far you have come over the past few years to to be where you are right now often with goal setting we can look ahead and sometimes 
get stuck about what will happen in the future, what may happen in the future. And my my post today is to keep is to encourage my listeners to definitely keep an eye on what's happening in the future and also look towards it whilst keeping a balance a balanced view with where you are right now and celebrating the people that are right in front of you right now how far you you have come and also not getting attached I guess uh, getting attached to particular goals or outcomes and the reason I share this is because I I have often set a lot of goals and I really love goals and tensions uh, working towards them and can sometimes get a bit obsessive or single-minded and focused on it and lose track of the relationships that I have the people around me what's here right now and how far I've come and it's this really fine fine balance because there is also the risk that if you're looking away or too far away into the future that you can disengage from the gifts that are right here in front of us right now. That's what my share is about and and celebrating you whether you do or don't achieve your goals. More than likely you will because if you're taking consistent action and working towards your goal, you will get there. Uh, There is no reason not to get there but in saying that whether you do or don't get there in one month one year ten years that doesn't make you more or less of a person and your value doesn't diminish with your achievements with achievements with titles with outcomes you are still amazing you're still who you are you are still so important and the value you bring as you are right now today is something worth celebrating every single day so that is what my share is about i hope that makes sense to you if it doesn't pop me a message and i hope that you continue to celebrate you as you are today with or without these awesome achievements that you will no doubt achieve but celebrating you here now today. Thanks so much and talk to you soon.